0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: What is going on, y'all? Welcome to another edition of the EPA podcast brought to you by Bleeding Green Nation. I'm one of your hosts, as always, Victor Williams. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms over at the Philly Pod. Do the same for the other hosts of the epa show right here you can follow him at shane half nfl on all social media platforms shane we have one more preseason game to get through that's going to be uh, very irrelevant but one more game and then football is going to uh start to matter so i can't wait uh, for that are you excited for the preseason to be over i know in the beginning we were like well live football it's about time at least we have something to watch now it's at the point where i'm like all right let's bring on the regular season i think we should probably shorten the preseason to like two weeks. Like after two weeks, you know what the deal is. Like the third week, who really makes that much of an impression in the third preseason game to the point where it matters? Like I think after the second preseason game, I think the rosters are pretty much set (laughs) now.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Eagles literally just signed a bunch of defensive tackles so they don't have to play anyone that will make the roster (laughs) on Thursday. But I will say, I hope I get to watch. I may not be able to, but uh, I am excited to see Anthony Richardson. He was my QB1 right. in this last draft, and all Shane Steichen right. said that the Colts are going to play their starters some. So I am anxious to get a look at him live against the Eagles' third-string practice squad, whatever rolls out on Thursday.
1: We're getting the uh, all-important Anthony Richardson versus who should have been QB2 in the draft, Tanner McKee. I look forward to that. I look forward to that. I, for, I, I remember our draft episodes. You had Anthony Richardson above – C.J. Stroud and, and both Bryce Young. What was your what was your kind of uh, intel into that? Why do you have Richardson so high above guys that kind of have higher floors?
0: Uh, it's all about the athleticism for me. Uh-huh. I think each of the top three quarterbacks in the draft, and I'm throwing out Will Levis because I didn't think he was a first-round grade, but uh, each of those top three quarterbacks has some pretty big red flags. For C.J. Stroud, it was his ability to create out-of-structure he did it in that one game against Georgia, but it's a one game sample size. And Eagles fans know all too well about one game sample sizes with Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. So uh, there's a red flag there with Stroud. There was a red flag with Bryce Young just for his size. It's unprecedented. Like, I think Stroud is, or excuse me, I think Young is going to be a good quarterback. I just question for how long he's going to be able to play at his stature. And then with Anthony Richardson, obviously, it's his lack of experience at the collegiate level. And so with, All three guys having red flags, question marks, that question marks is a better term than red flag. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just bet on the guy that's the most athletic quarterback to ever play the position. So that's why I had him high. There's some projection there. It's his sky high potential, Uh, although I will acknowledge that I, I would not be surprised if he has a rougher rookie year than either Stroud or Young. Yeah, it wouldn't
1: shock me if he leads a lead in interceptions this year, depending on uh, what it is that do. So if you were if you were at the top of the draft and you were a QB needy team, you would have taken Richardson over, over the other two prospects to build your franchise around. Yes, absolutely. Nice. nice. Just wanted to clarify. So nice. Yeah, I'm a big Anthony Richardson fan. Uh, of course, we're all Shane Steichen fans. We saw what he did with Jalen Hurts. If he can mimic that with Anthony Richardson, then he surely does have a uh, productive career ahead of him. So excited to see what he looks like for a driver or two uh, on Thursday. Uh, so, with one game remaining, like I said, pretty much teams know who, <laughs> who's going to be on the final 53. So Shane and I, on this episode, will do our final 53 roster projections. Uh, we have, or Shane, rather, had conjured up a spreadsheet. For those of you who are watching on YouTube, you have the visual for it. For those of you on the audio, we will walk through so that you do not feel left out. So, essentially, we're going to go position by position. We're going to list all the players at that position, and then we will uh, discuss who will Uh, be on the final roster, and who will be on the outside looking in. Shane, ready to dive into it? Let's do it. All right. So, of course, quarterback leading the way. Not much shot to discuss here. The four players currently on the 90-man roster, Jalen Hurts, Marcus Mariota, Tanner McKee, Ian Book. Leave it to Philadelphia to uh, have themselves a QB controversy because they can't stay away from one, but not at QB1. You might have one at QB2 between Tanner McKee as well as Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota, we discussed on the last episode, probably doesn't care much about preseason, but when you're throwing interceptions that aren't even in the remote zip code of your receiver, it's it's uh, it's hard to be confident in the guy. Can he win you a game or two? if he has to I'm sure with with prep time and the playbook and the first team offense Mariota is capable but man he is leaving a lot to be uh to be desired here in preseason Whereas Tanner McKee the minute he comes in bam hits uh hits hits Joseph Nada he finds Johnny King on the two point conversion uh he's doing more with less than Mariota currently right now but we do expect Mariota to be QB2 so Shane I'm sure we are all in agreement that it's going to be Jalen Hurts Marcus Mariota and Tanner McKee heading into week 1
0: yeah, no arguments there. Um, Did Ian think- Book even play in that last preseason game? I don't recall him throwing a pass. <laughs> no, he didn't, although he might play the whole game this Thursday. <laughs> but I can't wait to watch Ian Book drop back 45 times and throw six passes, but uh, yeah, the, there's no arguments there. I think the Eagles went into camp expecting to carry two quarterbacks. That's been what yeah. they've normally done. But McKee has played his way onto the 53. If you put McKee on, a, if you try to get him on a practice squad at this point, he's going to get claimed, which is a great problem to have. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's definitely going to be on that 53 man roster. Now, he probably won't be a game day active. You're typically only going to have two game day active QBs. But McKee definitely makes the 53.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't think you risk him running on the practice to squad. I was going to mention that as well. Some team has seen what he has done by now. And a lot of teams, uh, a handful of teams are in kind of like QB developmental mode. Teams like kind of Tampa Bay, uh, perhaps the Rams. A lot of teams are in QB develop mode right now. And they see Tanner McKee. They have the time and they can afford to, 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 to see what he is. And I think uh, the Eagles don't want to run. That risk they want to keep that resource, potentially flip him down the road or have him perhaps be the long term backup to Jalen Hurts, even though they're stylistically different. So, yeah, Ian Book, uh, we hardly knew you. Uh, I'm sure you're a good
0: kid, but we'll uh, we'll see uh, see you on the way out. <laughs> Running backs, maybe, um, maybe the Rams should have drafted Tanner McKee instead of Stetson Bennett. Yeah, I don't know. Stetson
1: Bennett is, is 28 years old, so I don't know. Or and uh, who has Sean Clifford? Who took him? Uh, whoever, I yeah. Yeah, not great. Not great. Tanner McKee looking better than both of those guys. Um, um, at the moment, running backs, the guys currently rostered DeAndre Swift, Kenneth Gainwell, Rashad Penny, Austin Scott, Trey Sermon, and Kennedy Brooks. Heading into last week's preseason game, there were some rumblings that the Eagles could potentially cut Rashad Penny in favor of Trey Sermon. I thought it was ridiculous then. I certainly think it's ridiculous now. Trey Sermon had the fumble in that game, although he did make up for it with a 33-yard run in that game. Part of me feels like he's Jalen Hurts boy. Does Jalen Hurts kind of get on his ear and say, I would like to keep sermon around, do what you can to keep him. I'm not sure how much pull he has uh, that way, but I certainly believe that Swift game. Penny and Scott will be your four backs uh, heading into the season. Any uh, qualms there, uh Shane?
0: No, not at all. I think, I think that's the, that's the group uh, sermon is probably going to be on the practice squad. Again, we've heard, the Eagles talk about how much they like Sermon, or we've heard elements of the Eagles talk about how much they like Sermon, but uh, it's telling that Boston Scott hasn't gotten hardly any time in the preseason. He's a lock, uh, and Sermon, he's been hit or miss. You know, he had the touchdown run. He had a fumble. He had some bad reps in pass pro. He had a great rep in press pass pro. I think he's a guy you keep around, but I don't think he's going to make this roster. Yeah, I don't think so as well. Bull Wolf uh, reported earlier that Kenneth
1: Gainwell is likely going to be the uh, the the leader of the group amongst all else. I know he kind of got into uh, – I was working at the time, but I saw that there was a uh, – uh, like somewhat of a fight that like – was it Kenneth Gainwell, Jason Kelsey? A lot of people got involved. I haven't read up on it uh, yet, but I did see Kenneth Gainwell um, in the mix. So he's fired up, ready for the year, and I'm sure yeah. that obviously the Eagles trust him. He was the main guy down the stretch in the playoffs. So despite the new additions with Penny – And DeAndre Swift, we should respect uh, expect Kenneth Gainwell to be featured uh, in the backfield as well. Trey Sermon, probably keep him around on the practice squad. Kennedy Brooks, uh, yeah, I think uh, it's the end of the road here for him in Philadelphia. Uh, Tight ends currently on the roster. This is where it gets a little bit interesting. Dallas Goddard, Jack Stahl, Grant Calcaterra, Tyree Jackson, Dan Arnold, and Brady Russell. Uh, Brady Russell was undrafted free agent, I believe. Dan Arnold was brought in here during free agency and then you kind of get the tyree jackson the like three-year-long project now where you kind of thought it was over like you can't stay healthy um the experiment's over it is what it is do you think shane i think i do think dallas goddard obviously and, and jack star the locks here grant kakatera and tyree jackson for titan three is tyree J- is kakatera is better than tyree jackson now and if so how long how much is how much is the differ in ceiling between tyree jackson and uh and calcaterra i feel like the the tight end three battle is closer than some believe
0: yeah i think it could go either way to be honest um and they both have injury histories grant calcaterra retired at one point in college due to concussions and then unretired and ended up in the nfl tyree jackson obviously has had a lot of injury issues um I would lean keeping Calcaterra, but I think God Goddard's obviously a lock. I think Stoll is also a lock, mm-hmm. and I think it comes down to Jackson and Calcaterra for that third spot. I would lean Calcaterra right now.
1: Yeah, I think I think so as well. Just they they like they like uh, they like Tyree Jackson enough to to keep giving him opportunities, and his athletic ceiling is so high. Do they keep him at tight end three and say we have to maybe use him throughout the season? We know what Calcaterra is, but at least Calcaterra stayed healthy despite all of his injuries throughout college. He has stayed healthy. Um, so uh, that is that Dan Arnold who's brought in free agency no shot there right I haven't noticed him much during free agency probably just a just a pass catcher on a decline on the tail end of his career not much to write home there I assume right
0: no yeah I don't think I don't think that Dan Arnold has a shot let's Let's stick Tyree Jackson down here, and maybe if we have an extra spot, we can get him on. Maybe they would yeah. carry four tight ends. I kind of doubt it, but let's see how the rest of them. Four tight ends, yeah. yeah. we'll see. Uh, offensive because line. I do, because I do – well, we skipped wide receiver. Let's do that. Oh, my th- I do think the Eagles might be light at wide receiver carrying like only five, so it could open up potential for an extra tight end. So. Yeah, wide receiver gets me sometimes because you have
1: A.J., Devontae, Quez, Zacchaeus. And uh, Covey as the lock. So when I say, when I talk to people and I say Covey is a lock, I guess some weird looks, but he is like punt returner run, right? Like I'm not outlandish for thinking that he's the primary punt returner, right?
0: Or am yeah, I? Yeah, He's, again? he's your punt returner. Like he's uh, making this roster.
1: People are like, Oh no, I don't know. if Covey, I think Covey is a lock. I don't even think it's up for discussion.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think that uh, he's your punt returner. They yeah. like him. Uh, and, and really out of all these other guys, Joseph, not Devin Allen, Greg Ward. I don't, I think the Eagles would have liked to see somebody step up to be a sixth receiver for this team because they are thin on the outside. It just didn't really happen. I think Tyree Cleveland had the best shot. I was about, he's about to say, it would have been out. him if he yeah. hurt. Yeah. And, and I mean, Greg Ward looks good in the preseason, but that's because Greg Ward's an old man playing against rookies and like he's too good for the preseason, but not really worthy of a 53-man roster spot. So I really do think they just carry those five wide receivers yeah i just think like man if one of them goes
1: down you're in a you're you're in a tight spot i ran a poll uh on twitter last week between if they, if the eagles do keep six who would be the six at the time i had dion kane joseph nada greg ward and uh and tyree cleveland this is before cleveland got hurt obviously and dion kane uh had just come off injury but it came down it was pretty split between greg ward and Joseph Nada, Joseph Nada, uh, the, the Eagles have ran with the ones at times they like him. And Greg Ward, we all know what he is. He is the highest floor of them all. If you're in a pension, you need a receiver. If you need Greg Ward to play regular season games, something terrible happened. Like it's not, a, it's not a good time. Something bad happened. So uh, hopefully you don't need to uh, to uh, to call upon him. So five might, might, might be the case. Maybe Nada sneaks in there. I think Greg Ward is just safe on the practice squad. I don't foresee anybody coming in and, and clamoring at the door for for his services. Uh, but maybe five is the way to go. Is that a little thin? Is 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 that normal for teams around the league to only carry five receivers?
0: Um, I I think it's a split between like five and six. Sounds north. thin when you look at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean when you think about it, you're never, go, especially with Dallas Scott, you're never going five wide receivers. Yeah, that's a good point. And even when the Eagles go empty, like DeAndre Swift or Kenny move him around yeah. slot. So like it's pretty rare they're going to have a fourth receiver on the field for a play, much less a fifth. Uh, so I think that's fine, but I, I think they would definitely keep some of these other guys on a practice squad. Uh, I'll throw Joseph Nata down here as a maybe with Tyree Jackson, and we'll see mm-hmm. where we get at the end of our projections.
1: If we're at 50, if we're at 52 people and it's between Tyree Jackson and Joseph Nata, who would you roster? Uh,
0: I would probably roster Jackson. He's flashed yeah. more. And I think is going to get on a practice squad anyways.
1: Yeah, yeah, good point, good point. Offensive line, uh, we didn't do this by, like, strictly positions, just the group. Jo- Jordan Mailata, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, Cam Jurgens, Lane Johnson, Tyler Steen, Jack Driscoll, Josh Sills, and Dennis Kelly, along with Josh Andrews, Sua Opeta, and Roger Johnson kind of on the outside. Looking in, um, don't have to discuss the the, the starting offensive line because <laughs> we know how that is going to go. It looks like Jerkins will be the right guard, not much of a as much of a competition as we anticipated. But Steen, Driscoll, uh, will be the primary reserves, and then you get into the Dennis Kellys, the Josh Sills, the Josh Andrews, who was brought in as kind of the backup center. Even though if Kelsey does go down, we assume Cam Jerkins would slide over. Um, chances that kind of like Dennis Kelly makes this roster. I know he was brought in, familiar with the team. Uh, he's gotten beat more often than I can, you know, care to admit. Throughout the pre- he's he's looked worse than good <laughs> so far this preseason. Um, but I guess they would keep him around as kind of the backup swing tackle. Put him in wherever somebody uh, gets hurt. Any unexpected developments you see here at offensive line?
0: I don't know that Dennis Kelly makes the roster. I don't think either. he does. Honestly, I really don't. I think I think <laughs> Sua Opeta makes it as a backup. That would mm-hmm. be that'd be eight with Steen Opeta and Driscoll as backups. And then Josh Sills maybe is yeah. their ninth guy. They always like to go heavy offensive line. I would say it's either Josh Sills or Brett Toth, a guy they've kept around before. But I would say Sills is probably that ninth offensive lineman. Yeah, I think, I
1: think Sills is a, is a safe bet there. I think that's a, – that's a, especially since they brought him back after all the legalities and everything. He got acquitted from the situation he was dealing with. They brought him back, and he's been in practices. I think they have interest in keeping him around. I think Dennis Kelly is on the outside. Looking in your starters are obviously Mylotta Dickerson, Kelsey, Jurgens, and Lane, uh Lane Johnson. So that is uh the offensive line. We kind of zoomed uh through that. Any any uh any uh final notes on the on the uh offensive line? Uh, it's pretty pretty much um self-explanatory with the offense. They didn't lose um much from, from last season. All the starters returned. Mine is Zach Pascal, right? Zach Paschal is the only guy that lost as a part of the offense. And and Miles and, Sanders, clearly. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and see Amalu, yeah. Yeah, so not a whole lot of moving parts. You lost your top running back who is phasing out towards the end of the year anyway. Um, you lost your right guard, and you lost your WR3. We expect Quez to take a step forward, and we'll see what Zacchaeus does. What are your uh, expectations for, for Quez Watkins? I asked this on Twitter. Not a lot of people have really much for him. They are still kind of have a sour taste in their mouth from the Washington game and the drop in the Super Bowl and kind of his mental mistakes last season. What are your expectations for, for Quez? Does he step up? And kind of have like a a like a like a maybe a 500 like 500 yard like six touchdown season what are you expecting from him
0: I think he has a better year this year than he did last year it was hurt I mean, for the most part for, for it, what it's worth coming into last season I thought Quez was going to have a good year and I'd kind of sung his praises in the past and everything that could go wrong did for him last year and I think he got in his head and I mean, he he's not like the most precise route runner. He's not the guy you want to be running slants to on third and five because he's not going to do well in those. But he does bring your verticality. I think he was, I think he was thrown off a bit last year because in the past he's been used as the deep threat for his speed. Uh-huh. And AJ Brown just became this insane downfield threat, and so he was kind of a guy without a role. I, I expect him to be better this year, and uh, I don't expect the Eagles fans to forgive him that quickly and i'll certainly slander him the first time he drops a pass in week mm-hmm. two or whatever but i do expect him to be competent as wide receiver three and probably get paid as such in free agency next off season oh man is this his last year it's a contract is, year? Yeah. Oh,
1: oh man well this is his it was a four-year deal he was uh twenty 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 one. yeah yeah because he was a 2020 draft pick. wow yeah more free agency and then uh you're gonna have to pay Devonte this summer coming up or next summer rather is the first extension eligible for Devonte? i'm sure he'll clamor for 22 23 million a year so we'll have some uh definitely wide receiver uh contracts depending on what the situation is the eagles put themselves in uh throughout the season any last offensive notes before we throw to break and come back and talk about the uh defensive depth charts uh
0: yeah i know we got 24 guys on the offense right now with two maybes and tyree jackson and joseph nada so Uh, We'll see if we can fit them on after we get through the defense. Mm -hmm. because they're going to load
1: up on corners and and all those guys. That's where where all the depth and D tackles. You know, they like to keep 14 of them, so definitely. So I will go to a quick break. When we come back, we'll run through the defensive side of the ball, see who's going to make the cut, see who will be on the outside um, looking in, potentially practice squad eligible. Uh, Keep it locked here. Guys, we'll be right back on the EPA podcast brought to you by Bleeding Green Nation.
0: We are back here on the EPA podcast, reacting to a little bit of week two preseason, giving our 53-man roster projections. We've been through the offense. Victor, let's turn the page to the defense. Let's talk about edge defenders. Uh-huh. Uh, Eagles have a lot of talent at edge defender. Uh, Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, Nolan Smith, Derek Barnett, Patrick Johnson. You've got Kyron Johnson, Taryn Jackson. Uh how do you think the edge defender shakes out here? I mean, we can go ahead and for sure pencil in Sweat Graham, Smith and Reddick. Yeah. Sure four.
1: this is this is where I feel like the if the Eagles do make a trade uh, before the season starts, I do feel like it would be uh, Derek Barnett. Now I know with the restructured deal, you can't take that that cap hit. Uh, it's, it's a substantial cap hit. I think uh, over well over eight million dollars you would take by cutting him outright. Um, but with the way his void years are set up, I believe you would be saving like $2 million, and then you'd be saving uh, $2 million per year over the next five years, however they structured it. So I feel like Derek Barnett is like a prime like trade candidate. I don't know what his uh, value around the league is, but I feel like Sirianni's patience is kind of growing thin with him. Um, yesterday, he started another fight in, uh, in practice. Uh, you like to see your guys fired up, but I don't know if you want to be starting fights at every chance um, you get. So uh, maybe he's a potential trade candidate, but if he's here... I foresee the starters being uh, Reddick, Sweat, or or not the starters on the roster. Reddick, Sweat, Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, Nolan Smith, and I think Patrick Johnson. Um, I think he slides in. I do like Taron Jackson. I like what he brings to to the table. I think he'll be practice squad. I think Kyron Johnson is practice squad. And Janarius Robinson is given some solid reps in preseason. I think the Eagles like what they see from him. And I think they'll like him enough to keep him around on the practice squad as well but if barnett does stick around if the eagles aren't just gonna like clean their hands with them and and whatever because they did restructure his deal i think he he does get on to the to the final 53 i think your your six guys are reddick sweat graham barnett smith and patrick johnson
0: yeah uh i hate for kyron johnson to not make the team i know he's 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 core special teamer and you've already lost sean bradley and Zach Mm -hmm. Pearson, who also played a lot of special teams good point I would like to see. I don't think there's going to be room. I don't think you can keep seven edge rushers. I hope Barnett's gone. It it would be via trade. I don't think they'd cut him. I I hope they can trade him and keep Kyron Johnson. Uh, Mm -hmm. However, I don't think it's going to happen. This is a team that has Super Bowl aspirations, and at the very least, Derek Barnett's a really good run defender. So I think you probably keep that depth more than a day three pick you would get for him. So I think Kyron Johnson ends up on the chopping block.
1: Yeah, we can add him to the to the Tyree and uh, Joseph Nada like little group. <laughs> we'll see at the end of their space and maybe they're... The special teams is very, very good point because you lost McPherson. You lost Bradley. McPherson was going to be like a leader of that of that unit. Like he was he I think he played the most snaps on special teams last year and you lose him. You do need some consistency on special teams. It's not like they were a particularly good unit last year. Uh, I'm actually surprised Michael Clay like survived and, and made it for another season. So we'll see how all that uh, shakes out defensive tackle, Shane, you have a group here, very good group that is going to be tough to see who makes through Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Milton Williams, Marlon Tui-Piloto, Moro Ajomo, Katavius street. And they did bring back Marvin Wilson. They, they, he, they keep bringing him back. So they must like something. But again, you mentioned they signed a bunch of like <laughs> street defensive tackles just so they don't have to play their top guys. In uh, in preseason, I have them keeping five. Personally, I think they keep Cox, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Milton Williams, and Tui two. I think a Jomo sticks around on the practice squad. I think Octavia Street sticks around on the practice squad. Is five too low? How do you see that
0: position shaking out? I think there's a pretty good shot that they keep a Jomo as yeah. well. Uh, now, I mean, he's looked good in the preseason. He's a guy they were really excited to draft. Obviously, he's got the concussion, and we don't know what that looks like. Uh, the problem with IRing him before the season is he has to stay on IR all season. Like if you get him on your 53 initially and then put him on IR, you have the ability to bring him back after four games and uh, let him practice and things. So uh, let's let's stick a Jomo right here. I think he's a guy that might make the roster, but for now Sneak we'll through. leave him off. I think so? Sneak through? Yeah. I, th- I
1: have him on the outside, but he's a very good chance he can he can he can make it through.
0: He's definitely the top guy in this group of maybes that we've got so far for me.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. I do like what Jomo brings. The team likes him a lot. Uh, he's given some good reps in preseason as well. Katavius Street, uh, they brought him in. He, was he a former Saint? They brought him in kind of early on in free agency, I believe. It's, it's been a while ago. I think that's how they got him in here. Uh, what's his deal? What are the chances that he gets any playing time this year? You know, God forbid,
0: injuries. <laughs> None. I mean, if they're going to keep if they keep a six guy, it would be a Jomo, not Street. Right, right, yeah. I figured, I figured, I figured as much. Um,
1: Now we're at a position where things get get dicey. Uh, Shane, how old are you again? We had this discussion about age. How old are you? I am thirty-two.
0: Okay, thirty-three. Thirty-three. I just
1: turned thirty-three. I'll be thirty this year, which means that at the ripe age. Of 27 years old. Miles Jack has caught it a career in the NFL, three years younger than me, five years younger than you. How's that make you feel that Miles Jack has hung it up? I, I continuously think that at my age of almost 30 years old, I would be considered like on the tail end of my NFL career. And I don't even feel like I've even like hit the cusp of like life yet, of like what real life, like where I'm supposed to be. And there's players that are my age that are just done, done with the phase, done with the NFL, made enough money, they're comfortable. Like how, how, I give it to Miles Jack though, because um, this reminds me of like, it's not to the extent of Ante Davis, but at halftime, he knew. He said, I'm just, I can't do it anymore. I'm not even going to risk injury. I'm not going to risk putting myself in a bad position. I'm going to come out there and, and this, this is just, I'm just done. And Miles Jack, like, he already said he wanted to be a plumber, an electrician. He wanted to, like, fight off the apocalypse or whatever the situation was. So half of his mind was already towards retirement. And then the Eagles called. He said, Let me see what I have left. Then he was relegated to the second team and he could probably see the writing on the wall. He just said, I'm not even going to. I'm not going to cost another person a potential roster spot. I'm going to hang it here, and you know, good luck uh, moving forward. So uh, that opens up certainly another spot for someone else. But your thoughts on on Miles Jack? I know we both agreed that Cunningham had the more likely chance to stick around, potentially start next to Kobe Dean, and we'll talk about that in a second. But kind of kind of tough to see, you know, Miles Jack swallows pride and say, "Yeah, this is this is it for me. I don't got it
0: no more." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I respect it deciding to walk. I respect away it, yeah. Your, yeah. Deciding to walk away on your own terms and. Could be Jason uh, Peters and yeah. try to get the bag as long as possible. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, obviously he could, in all likelihood, he could just hang it up and retire, but he wants to go be a plumber. And I think that's cool. Uh, so I, it'll be fun. I, can you imagine being the, the person who calls Miles Jack to come like snake your toilet or something? Mm-hmm. Who's, who's the more legendary eagle? Uh, Miles Jack, Marcus Goodwin or or Frank Gore? Definitely Frank Gore. Yeah,
1: right, Frank Gore. Because he gave us literally the cold shoulder. Like I said, ah. I like, pulled the whole deal out like he <laughs> did, did, did the whole bit. But, yeah, Miles Jacks, it's tough for some players to swallow the prod. Jason Peters at the ripe age of 42 or 41, and this has recently stated that I want to play this year. I'm going to play for somebody. Somebody gonna call me, and I'm going to play. So legendary bag chase by Jason Peters. Miles Jack said, I made enough money. I'm going to go to trade school. I'm going to do something else. I'm 27 years old, got my whole life ahead of me. And I'm just not, it's not, it's not worth the risk at this point to try and pretend like I can still play at a high level. Uh, so that leaves on the roster N'Kobe Dean, Zach Cunningham, Christian Ellis, Nicholas Moreau, Ben Van Sumerin. And then they just picked up Quentin Bell and Tyreek Maddox Williams as like kind of filler guys to 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 play in the final preseason game. I assume uh, I was I, I had a tough time wrapping my head around that Moro was actually gonna make this team before Miles Jack retired. I feel like Jack would have made it over him. As the last linebacker, Moreau has no guaranteed money on his deal. The Eagles aren't tied to him financially. He hasn't really stood out a lot. But now with the absence of Miles Jack, I think it's going to be Dean Cunningham starting next to him. Christian Ellis, who's had a very good summer. And I think Nicholas Moreau will be kept around for veteran depth. Uh, I know Ben Van Sumeren is flashing. I'm seeing a lot of fans uh, of him on the timeline, so we'll keep an eye on him. But it's not like the Eagles have a ton of options. I think those top four guys are your only four guys you can really roll with at this point. I don't see any other way unless they trade or bring somebody else in. But I think uh, they, they're they going to have to roll with Dean Cunningham, Ellis, and Morrow as as their off-ball linebacker core for now.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure they even carry Nicholas Morrow. If oh, just might. three guys, you think? Man. Possibly. I mean, Morrow, Morrow is definitely behind Christian Ellis. For sure, for sure, yeah. Um, you look at I think you have to though by like default like I have no choice like (laughs) like, they signed a he's signed to a one million dollar deal it's not like he's going to get it's not like you can't go get somebody else like that in free agency um I I could see them going really thin at linebacker maybe less so now that Zach McPherson is hurt and that clears up a little bit of the log jam at cornerback uh, as far as who you're going to keep there so we'll put him on for now but I'm iffy. I'm iffy on Morrow's chances. I am, too. I just think they have to because they have no choice. Like, do you think they just keep three? Is that normal? Just three off-ball linebackers?
1: Like, man, if, somebody, if Dean or Morrow go – or Dean or Cunningham go down, like, we don't even know what Cunningham has left. Like, he's looked good in preseason. He was especially moving around a lot in that second game. But, man, like, you already have Kobe Dean tweaking ankles and, and, and all this. And, like, man, I don't I, – I,
0: that's Harry. That's Harry's situation. Yeah, it's definitely not ideal. Uh, you do also have – Though Terrell Edmonds and Sidney Brown both have played in the box a lot, um, you experimented a little bit with Nolan Smith playing off-ball linebackers. So I mean, there would be some options there, but I agree it would be really thin. So we'll stick Morrow on for now.
1: Yeah, I think I think he just catches on because like they need. I think they just need the depth, and they brought him here, and I think they just they just need the depth. You have Dean getting injured all over the place in preseason, and Cunningham only got here a couple weeks ago, and you have Christian Ellis who's looked good, but do you want to depend on a guy? didn't play many defensive snaps last year. I think he's just like kind of like a a band-aid option. Like if the what like if it's if it, if there's a leak and water is flowing, you need to throw like just some tape over the over the leak. I think Moreau is that tape if you get in a in a hairy situation. But yeah, it's not not ideal. Not ideal, especially with Miles Jack uh um um retiring. Uh cornerbacks, depending on how many they're going to roster here. You have Slay. Bradbury, Avante Maddox, Josh Jobe, Keeley Ringo, Mario Goodrich, Josiah Scott, Eli Bricks, and Makai Gardner. Zach McPherson, unfortunately, suffered a torn Achilles, will be lost for the season. He was waived with the injury designation. If he makes it through, uh, waivers will be reverted back to the injured reserve. So very tough. McPherson was getting a primary uh, nickel reps. He was going to be the, the, the first man up if Avante Maddox goes down because it's pretty much expected that Avante Maddox will go down at some point throughout the season. So now backup nickel becomes a bit of a, of a question mark. But Shane, I think it's going to be Slay, Bradbury, Maddox, Josh Job, Keely Ringo, and I think Mario Goodrich will get the nod at slot over guys like Josiah Scott. Uh, Eli Ricks has flashed in preseason. They'll probably keep him around on the practice squad. I think Makai Garner will also be kept around on the practice squad. And I think Josiah Scott, don't see many people uh, coming in trying to swipe him off their practice squad. They've had to play him last year. We all remember the uh, the, the third and 30 with t- uh, T.Y. Hilton and the whole bit. But the Eagles have played him before and when they've been in tough situations. But I think Goodrich will get that nod at backup nickel.
0: Uh,
1: how do you see kind of that depth chart shaking out with the absence of McPherson?
0: Yeah, the McPherson injury is tough because – You expected him to be your backup slot, and now that's not there anymore. And Avante Maddox is injury prone. He's one of the better slot defenders in the NFL when he's healthy. Unfortunately, he misses a lot of games. And so you get into a situation where Keely Ringo can't play the slot. He's he's got top end speed. He looked like he could play outside last week. So, (laughs) be that as it may, he definitely can't play in the slot. Uh, Eli Ricks, you can't put Eli Ricks in the slot. He's also just he's not sudden enough in his movements to be in the slot. So, you know, in a pinch, you can throw James Bradbury in the slot, which they've looked at, and put Mm -hmm. Josh Job outside. You could try to put Josh Job in the slot, and maybe that works, or you can keep Josiah Scott. Or Mario Goodrich, one of those guys. I don't think Eli Ricks is probably going to make this roster. Yeah, I don't think so. Because they need one of those slots. The other thing you could look at, too, is Sidney Brown played close to 400 snaps in the slot in college. So, in a pinch, he could be your backup slot defender. The problem with that is he's a rookie who's also pushing to be a starting safety. And so... Uh. If he wins that starting safety job, you don't want to like not play him at safety because he's your backup slot. But it's then you put Edmonds in the and, slot, then I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hard for him to learn both positions at the same time. So, <laughs> all that to say, I think they keep Goodrich or Scott as a slot defender. I would like to see him keep Goodrich. It I would like to. too. wouldn't shock me if they keep Scott because they had to rely on him last year. And again, this is a team with Super Bowl aspirations. And so, you don't want shaking. I mean, not that Scott's great, but you know what he's you're gonna get from him. But for now, I would say Goodrich is that sixth cornerback. It wouldn't shock me if it was Scott, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would give the nod to Goodrich just because of uh, the uh, the uh, potential there. We've seen Scott. We know what he is. He's 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 like Moreau. He's another bandaid. Like if the, if the water's flowing, you need to slap some 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 tape on there. Just Scott is the tape they used last year. Uh, but I think uh it's gonna be gonna be good rich he show he showcased enough in the preseason to deserve the roster spot and like you said bradbury's taking reps there as well uh but he will definitely be needed on the outside next to uh next to darius slay but for the first time in a long time there's some depth here uh at at cornerback for the eagles so this is like first world problems kind of like you when you're when you're this deep and we're sitting here talking about like backup nickel i don't know (laughs) like just shows you what kind of depth the eagles have and we're not like you know, in years past, we're whining about like who the starting QB is going to be and how's the running backs going to shake out, and and for God's sakes, who's going to be catching passes with with no receivers? And now, all these years later, we're sitting here worried about the backup nickel spot. Just shows you how far the team has come <laughs> in in recent years that we're able to, to to discuss these problems and not so much the more prominent uh, uh, position safety. Shane, you just mentioned uh, Reed Blankenship, Sidney Brown, Terrell Edmonds, Kayvon Wallace, Justin Evans, and Tristan McCullum. Your guys on the ninety man right now. Reed is so I mentioned last week. Reed doesn't even have to play preseason, so he's a seasoned vet at this point. Sydney Brown has given Terrell Edmonds some run at that at that safety spot opposite of him. He's he's looking good in preseason. He's doing very well in training camp. Terrell Edmonds he reminds me so much of Anthony Harris just because like he's the safe bet if the first few weeks you want to throw Edmonds out there just to give Sydney a couple weeks to you know see how the regular season goes and then throw him in there week four or five. It wouldn't shock me if Terrell Edmonds is thrown out there Week One as kind of the safe option opposite Reed Blankenship, but uh, but Sidney is hot on his tail, man. Well, he's gonna he's gonna start opposite Reed at some point this season. I don't know which week, but 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 it's definitely coming. And uh, Kayvon Wallace has has looked good in camp as well. He's kind of pulling it uh, all together. How many safeties do the Eagles keep at this juncture, Shane? Do they sneak Justin Evans in there for depth? Uh, I don't think Tristan McCollum is in any phase. Um, I'm going to make this roster. Uh, but Justin Evans, for what it's worth, has gotten first team reps next to Reed. Reed has been the one constant. Evans, Sidney Brown, Terrell Edmonds, Kavon Wallace—they've all gotten first team reps throughout camp next to Reed Blankenship. Uh, what are your projections here at the safety position?
0: Yeah, so it gets interesting here because so we've got five spots left on the on the roster. We're saying Reed, Terrell Edmonds, Kavon Wallace, and Sidney Brown are all locks. And so then it comes down to, do you keep Justin Evans or one of these other guys that we've left off the roster so far? And right, how many people on this whole roster already? Uh, with we have five slots left. So if we keep
1: counting special teams, teams or no. Teams,
0: oh, well, yeah, I, I already just plugged in Elliot. Oh, so okay. Okay. I was about auto. to say, oh my God, no kicker. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I jumped, I jumped the gun there. Cause that's all that's on the roster there. So yeah, three special team slots that gives us five slots here. So, I think those four are locks. Justin Evans, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I think like if you don't keep Nicholas Morrow, you probably for sure keep Justin Evans because then you potentially have safeties being backup linebackers and stuff. But uh, I, I guess I'll say this. We've got two slots left, and I think those two slots go to Nicholas Morrow, Justin Evans, Morrow, Ajomo. I think those are the three guys you decide between for those last two spots.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. So, so there's before safeties, there's five spots. You're saying, right? Five roster yeah. spots before safeties. So you keep those four, and then that leaves just one spot, right? Yeah. So you keep either Evans mm. or maybe you
0: keep a Jomo. Uh, and we did? Did we roster Moreau or no? Uh, yeah, we rostered Moreau. So oh, you so could also sounded. take him off and put Evans and a Jomo. I would, you know, I would, I would leave
1: off Justin Evans, and I would roster. Oh, but you need one of the – they might keep him for special teams, though. You're right, because I, 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 a Jomo can't play. Like, he's not going to play special teams, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they'll, just keep him, they'll just keep him for defensive tackle death. I think – I
0: think with the special teams considerations, you probably keep Justin Evans. Evans. And like, I think the
1: team likes him a little more than they're letting on, just because like they like him enough to see what he looks like in first-team reps. So
0: uh, Then the question, do we take Morrow off and put a Jomo on? Since we're keeping five safeties, or do we leave it as is? How many, how many D tackles are we at? Five.
1: Man, I'm just scared of that off-ball linebacker. That, like three off-ball line. Like that's all. That's all we're doing on on game days is just three. Like what? Like what? It, like if Dean gets hurt, like then
0: you are you are on life support at that point. Like you
1: are, like it yeah. is.
0: Hey, but then, Sydney, like, Brown, Sydney Brown played 700 snaps in the box, or not, sorry. Sydney Brown played 360 snaps in the box in college. Okay, we okay, but if he's the
1: other way. starting safety, what are you doing? Is Terrell Edmonds playing off-ball linebacker?
0: Well, Terrell Edmonds also plays a lot in the slot, so. <sighs> or, sorry, in the box. I can't talk anymore.
1: Who who, ser- who serves a, a, a higher purpose in the reserve role, Ajomo or Nicholas Moreau? Who do, you, who do you think the Eagles are going to benefit more from? This really is first-world problems. We're talking about the fifty-third roster. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh,
0: I think, I think it's Moro. I think you I go. I think back, it is. I think it's Moro I think You personally. go back again to the you're a Super Bowl contender, and Ajomo is a better young player that you would like to develop, but you can't be that thin at linebacker if you've got champions. I'm, I'm so, so terrified of that depth.
1: Like they're like like I said, Dean like tweaks an ankle when he's out. Like 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 you are on life support, and you got to literally use your safeties. And a Jomo is like, a Jomo is like, like, I don't, I just, I just like, you can afford to keep him on the practice squad. I think. Like, I, you already have 5D tackles. And if you're going to play, if you're going to play other guys, they're going to look at like Tui Pelotu and Milton Williams before they even look at Jomo's way. I think there's a better chance they're going to need a fourth linebacker than they will a sixth defensive tackle.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. We'll go with that. If you were the, if you were the... I don't know, a bad team. If you're the Giants, you're you're keeping <laughs> Moro Jomo here. But if you're the Eagles, you probably gotta keep Nicholas Morrow.
1: Yeah, I think I think there's just a better chance they're going to need a fourth linebacker than, than the sixth defensive tackle. I think. And they and even like other guys can shift around. They'll use some like edges as like D-tackles if they have to. Like, I just think there's a better chance they're going to need to call upon that fourth linebacker, especially with the injury history that's there and the fact that Cunningham has been here for all of like 14 days, and there's just so much uncertainty at that position. I think you're going to need as many bodies as possible. And also with the fact that Moro is a, is a veteran who had a hundred plus tackles last year. And you have a Jomo who was the seventh round draft picker. You're not expecting a whole lot from it's just, it just when you wait, when you weigh the two, it makes more sense to keep around Nicholas Moro from positional value and just from a veteran standpoint.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we'll do that. Uh, that gives us. Yeah. Talk to you into it. Elliot. you <laughs> guys, few guys for sure you're putting on the practice squad, if you can get them there, our first guys out were Moro, a Jomo, Kyron Johnson, Joseph, Nada. Makai Gardner, Tyree Jackson, Eli Ricks, uh, Contavia Street. Those are probably guys that you're definitely trying to get onto the practice squad if you can. Where where are we at with Devin Allen? Where
1: what's 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 his deal? What's what's his what's what's going on here? What's going on? Is
0: he worth keeping around again? Or is this just like, all right, man, like <laughs> you gotta be able to do more than run fast to play in the NFL. He catches pass. He catches pass. Any 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 uh you caught some passes in uh a... Training
1: camp? No, <laughs> maybe he'll have. Maybe he'll show, he'll flash something in this third, in this third uh preseason game because that's what he did against the Browns last year, right? He had that one deep pass and everybody like was 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 uh, screaming about it. So very 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 nice stuff. I like the I like the way the roster looks. I do. I like I like the way. But man, you would you would do You would like to keep a Jomo around. I mean, you would like to. It's just like the Eagles are in a position where they like they don't need to develop him right now. They just they 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 can keep him around, develop him at his own pace. And I just don't think they'll ever need to play him in a regular season game. I just don't see unless they're up forty-four to six in the <laughs> in the in the fourth quarter, and they're like, let's see what a Jomo can do in a real life situation. Um, but yeah. I think I think this is a fair a fair death chart. Sua opetta, did
0: we put Sua opetta over Dennis Kelly? Is that what we did?
1: Yeah, nice.
0: I mean, nice. yeah, we're, this we're fair. talking about developing defensive tackles, and that's fair, but. The Eagles do have four defensive tackles on this roster under the age of 25, and Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Milton Williams, and Marlon Tui So, uh-huh. although they really like to build through the trenches, and I, I ascribe to that, that's probably excessive to keep a fifth young defensive tackle like that over a fourth linebacker. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. We didn't talk about special teams, but, man, please get a punter in here because they let Zetner go.
1: Sipos is still here, who is literally graded as one of the worst punters in 2022. We saw what he did in the Super Bowl, and, man, he wasn't good throughout the year. I know, like, some other punters are getting released around the league. I, I need to not see Aaron Sipos on this roster week one. Like, if he's the punter, the Eagles better just go for it on fourth and down every, every single time because you're better off trying to do that than hoping Aaron Sipos is going to give you an above-average punt in any situation.
0: The Eagles uh punted Ty Zettner far more efficiently than Ty Zettner ever punted for the Eagles.
1: Yeah, yeah, they sure did. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just mean yeah, but they gotta just go for it on fourth down, like at this point. Or they, they just have to convert on third long all the time. Like you can't leave on Sippos out there. And like he he I wanna say he costed them the Super Bowl because there was there was a few mistakes between the Hertz fumble and the Quez drop and the CMO fall start that led to the fumble and all this and that that we will continuously replay on our minds until the Eagles inevitably win it. With Hertz under center, but like Aaron Sipos did them no favors in the Super Bowl either, and I just am shocked that he is still hanging around this roster. And it's like it, there's there's like better punters out there that are available. Like I haven't looked out the names, but the, who who just the Cardinals just released like uh, what's his name, Sam Hacker, whatever his name is. I'm sure he's better than Arn Sipos. Uh, I I need to see somebody else on this roster in a couple of weeks, or I'm not. It's not going to be fun on fourth downs.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would imagine they will scour the waiver wire during the cutdown. But Jake Elliott punt the ball, for God's sakes. Like, do it. Let somebody, let somebody, let somebody do it. Rick Lovato.
1: You know what's funny on Madden? I always have this issue on, on Madden where, like, you get, you play the startup, the franchise, and you get through roster cuts. And Rick Lovato is listed as a tight end. And Madden always recommends you to cut him because he's right, like, 30 as a tight end. But like he's he's your long snapper, so I always cut him in Madden. So I'm just like yeah, I'm never going to use him. Like I don't care who the video game esque long snapper is; it doesn't matter in a video game. But it's funny because I always see his name, and Madden's always like, "Just cut this guy. Why is he? Why is he here?" But the Eagles yeah. uh, keep him. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, there's not bad snaps in Madden, so I mean, you could literally like you could literally convert a wide receiver to center and play him, and you'd never get a bad snap or a bad long snap. So yeah, uh, long snappers are pointless in Madden. This is this is the roster I'm going to use in Madden now because roster
1: cuts always give me a hard time. I always keep like six receivers, and I never I don't hold positional value as much as I do when actually like do, doing work in, in real life. But maybe this is the roster I roll with in uh, in uh, in Madden. They've already relegated to Zach McPherson to the uh, free agency, so I'm just like, well, he'll he'll come back, he'll come back on IR. So it is it is what it is, man. But this is fun. This is probably how the roster is going to shake out unless somebody like dazzles in preseason or like Ian Book goes thirty for thirty-two. <laughs> but even then tanner mckee is still going to be your qb3 uh any any final notes any final uh, disagreements that you have here i know moro versus jomo is gonna 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 get on your nerves for a little bit but i just i just think the uh the veterans gonna, gonna edge it out and moro jomo will certainly have his time i just don't think it's going to be his rookie year that's all
0: <laughs> it it really throws me off that we're referring to nicholas moro by his last name and a jomo by his last name when his first name is also moro oh yeah <laughs> yeah that is true <laughs> you can do that as like a what's the the wheel of fortune when they have the before and after category where like the one word in the middle is the end of one yeah phrase yeah that's funny nicholas moro ajomo uh, oh, so man. that's been throwing me off all podcasts but other than that i i've got no no final notes here i think that's a pretty solid roster speaking
1: of names that throw you off i'm surprised we went 50 minutes into the show without even mentioning it uh chances of uh we get the taylor swift backfield jonathan taylor <laughs> i mean it's not gonna happen but i'm surprised you went through the whole thing without even mentioning it because it's probably so unlikely but you just reminded me with the whole name thing the eagles have a chance to make the taylor swift backfield what are the chances man Do you think howie and and jim ursay were having any discussions and joint practices i don't think it's gonna happen but it's always fun to
0: speculate zero <laughs> percent chance Yeah, if there was a lower than zero i would put it there but. <laughs> and i don't say zero percent chance lightly like there is literally no chance this happens i mean the Colts, the Colts are talking out of both sides of their mouth. It's we don't value Jonathan Taylor enough to pay him. Yeah. Also, we want we value him at a first round pick level in a trade. I, I just I don't understand. They're yeah. they're
1: they're they're the one team that can afford with a rookie contract for their quarterback. They're the one team that can afford to pay a, a, a pro, all pro running back. Like, what is the problem here? I don't. I just don't understand. You want and you want Anthony Richardson to have like a dependable guy that you can like take pressure. Uh, it's it makes me mad when I think about it because I don't know what the this is the ideal situation to pay a running back. They have the most ideal situation in the league to pay a running back, and they're
0: just refusing to. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I've talked about this on my other podcast, but it just doesn't make sense. Like the Colts literally don't have a top fifty receiver in the NFL. They don't <laughs> Michael have a Pittman's top, top what seventy <laughs> five. Yeah, I mean they probably don't have a top twenty five <laughs> tight end, maybe top twenty. Uh, they don't have weapons. You this is a franchise that ruined Andrew Luck's career by not giving him weapons in an offensive line. You have the greatest asset in pro sports, a quarterback on a rookie contract in Anthony Richardson. Just pay you could pay Jonathan Taylor four years fifty million dollars. That would make him the second highest paid running back in the NFL. It would make him happy. It's off the books when you get to signing Anthony Richardson to a new deal. And I put that out there and Colts fans were against that and they're like we're not competing for a super bowl this year and i'm like it's not about that it's about not ruining your rookie quarterback and stunting his development give him something and it doesn't have to impact your long term like long term that contract comes off the books before you have to pay richardson hopefully because he proves to be the guy so i I think they're i think they're messing up i I think generally you shouldn't pay running backs i think some teams are taking that too like the eagles shouldn't have paid miles sanders Jonathan Taylor was literally an MVP candidate two years ago. Uh, he's a guy that's worth paying on a short, short deal. So Colts
1: fans are bigger Zach Moss fans than than they're letting on huh? is what I'm is what I'm hearing here. They like Zach Moss and and uh, and uh, who they just signed Kenyon Drake, I think. Yeah, I guess if you like Zach Moss being your running back one, I don't. If I was a Colts fan, I'd be hammering the table to pay Jonathan Taylor. I don't know. I know how the running back market is and the Zoom calls and, and all that's been going on. But Jonathan Taylor is literally in the ideal situation to be paid and he's going to if, if they want the two man two man tandem of Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor I I just don't see how you how you do it unless there's like theatrics behind the scenes between Ursa and him and the agent and whatever is going on obviously we don't know uh but yeah from 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 a from an outside perspective from us it just a lot of it doesn't make sense it's 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 all it's all stupid but fun to come up here and go over the final 53 projections. We don't expect a lot of shocks. I remember when Travis Fogum got released a few years ago. And it was oh, holy hell, they <laughs> they did this. Don't foresee any shocks like that. Um, um, this year. Excited for the regular season coming up. What, see Jalen Hurts play some football who's looking spectacular and in training camp. Can't wait to see him get out there and continue on the trajectory that is on who has Shane is this the most impressive bag chase you've ever seen from a quarterback well we don't follow endorsements for other quarterbacks obviously but man from from when you watch everything that Jalen Hurts is doing between Jordan Brand and Hulu and this energy drink and the contract he landed and like he making his acting debut and all this stuff this man went from like this time last year I don't know how much money he had but man like (laughs) you see everything he's done this offseason then the master's degree and he just makes me feel like I'm not doing nearly enough in life. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you compare yourself to Jalen Hurts, you're definitely not. But I set a high bar for myself, right? <laughs> yeah, I have a high bar for myself. It's not that high.
1: Yeah, not, Yeah, we got to, we got to, we got to have attainable goals here. And it's just, it's, it's, it's so exciting to see that he's becoming one of the young prominent faces in the NFL, and it's driving other fan bases crazy, and it's just fantastic to watch i'm victor williams you can follow me on all social media platforms at the philly pod read all my content over at thelibertyline.com. i'm firing up my podcast back up this week i hope to uh in preparation for the regular season shane where can the people find you and everything that's going on with you is youtube back all 22 not yet
0: youtube is back i put oh, out yeah? two, all 22 videos from the week two so you can check those out on youtube at shane half nfl uh, same handle as twitter and threads uh, i also post I, I like clip them up into like two minute sections for like a play or two and put them on Twitter with a link to the full video nice. so you can check it out there but uh, I highlighted four plays of Nolan Smith two run defense one power move against uh, Dewan Jones and one speed rush move uh, so those are there and then also I did a all 22 film review for Tanner McKee uh, eight plays from him so you can check those out on my YouTube. Fun stuff from Tanner McKee. Hopefully, we don't have to see him a whole lot this year. But man, if you need to win a game, I, I
1: would strongly uh, consider it. We'll be back next week, guys. Are we doing post game for, for this
0: uh, preseason? Are we doing for, for Colts? Are we? Yes. Are we there will be post game. I'm tentative right now. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to actually even watch Got the it. game. So yeah, I'm trying to work point. some things around so I can be there. But there will be a post game show. So you guys be sure and check that out.
1: Yeah, check that out. Check out all the other shows in the feed as well, NFC's Mixtape and all the other things that are going on in the BGN radio feed. Uh, if you don't hear from Shane or myself on the post game, we'll be back next week on another EPA podcast preparing for the regular season. Until then, we'll catch you guys next week. Peace out here from the EPA podcast.
0: Go Birds!